Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to Liberty Grace Online here today. Um, it's crazy to think a little over a month ago, Doug asked if I would share on this chapter, uh, knowing he'd be out of town, taking Allie back to school. And uh, when I agreed to it, um, he, he told me it was going to be Mark chapter 10. And I said, sure, why not? Uh, I'd love to have the opportunity and I'm honored to, to speak with you guys today. Um, but I really didn't look to see what the chapter said. I just agreed. Uh, I truly believe that God's word is going to speak when we open it. And uh, I didn't know where it was going to be going. Um, but let me tell you, I'm excited uh, for today's message, for what God has to say in these scriptures here. Um, before we dive into Mark chapter 10, uh, let's go ahead and pray. And then we'll see what God has to say. God, we praise you. We thank you uh, for this day, for this time, for this opportunity to come and open your word. And for truly what it has to say to us. Um, God, I believe your message in this chapter is simple. It's something Jesus taught very clearly to his disciples. It's something he has hit on multiple times. And we're just going to dive in a little bit more today. Uh, so I pray right now as we open your word, you would just speak to us. In Christ's name, amen. So Doug hit um, very briefly um, on some of these discussions we're going to have today in Mark chapter 9, um, but then Jesus reiterates it here again. And we're going to look at Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. It says this, Jesus blesses the children. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with the disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God, like a child, will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. It's crazy, because as I read this, I kept thinking about my two and four-year-old Eli and Silas. I kept thinking about going to a church service with them. And them having tons of energy and wanting to run and wanting to go up front, wanting to have questions answered and how simple-minded they are. You know, as we grow up, it's crazy because we're taught to think like an adult, act like an adult, think more seriously. Why don't you just grow up already? You know, many of us heard that from our parents. Many of us heard that. Uh, from our school teachers you know this idea of as we get older we got to think deeper and act a certain way and and that energy and that Im imagination and that simple mindedness kind of goes by the wayside as we're taught to challenge things as we're taught to think into things and church I truly believe one of the biggest issues we have today is we overthink everything Jesus here is saying Enter the kingdom like a child. What, if, what Jesus is truly saying here is be simple-minded. Stop overthinking everything. Let the children come. Let them act like kids. Let kids be kids. You know, what if children coming to Jesus just brought a simple joy to his heart? Have you ever been around kids who just have a cardboard box. And somehow they're able to make that simple cardboard box 
the greatest toy in the world because they can turn into a school bus. They can turn into a spaceship. They can turn into whatever they want because it's their simple minds at work. You know, we think we have to get them the greatest toys in the world. The best new inventions, the newest computer games, the newest technology. And we can spend hundreds of dollars on this new toy and they open it up and they're more enthralled with the box. Because they're simple-minded. They're just excited about life. About what's directly in front of them. What if that's how we're supposed to be as believers? Just so excited to have breath each day. Excited at the idea that Jesus saved us. Excited at the idea that he loves us and forgives us. Simple-minded. Can you imagine the disciples just being simple-minded as they watched Jesus perform miracles? As he fed 5,000 with this couple loaves of bread and a few fish? As he walked on water and their minds are just like blown like, Oh my gosh, did you see what just took place? A simple-minded approach, not trying to overthink it or figure out how he did it or figure out the physics of it. In today's world, we would want to overthink Jesus' miracles. Like, Jesus, tell us how you fed that many people with what you had. And he just went, God, what's impossible with man is possible with God. And we're like, no, Jesus, tell us how you did that. Jesus, give us scientific evidence of how you did that. Or as Peter's walking on water, and he gets back in the boat, and, and the disciples are like, Jesus, tell us, how do you do that? He's like, faith. Simple-minded faith, just trusting. Instead of overthinking, Jesus allowed the children to come to him. And he's saying that we should come to him like little children. Yes, so many times in church, we want the children to, to act all in a certain way. Like they all have to behave and follow this pattern we've set for them. And, you know, these kids go to this class and these kids go here. And you got to be quiet during this time and this during this. Kids are kids. Especially as we're meeting outdoors. Kids are going to run. They're going to see a bush behind the church and they're going to be blown away by that. And there's going to be excitement there. What if God is calling us right now during this phase because of the world we're living in back to simplicity? Of just being enthralled with who he is. Simplistic thinking. You know, simplicity has become uh, the word really to live in, in Lindsay and I's house right now. Because we really can't plan vacation. We can't plan necessarily weeks in advance. Because we can't plan day to day. You know, it's like James chapter 4. When James says, don't promise what you're going to do tomorrow or a year from now. Because tomorrow is not a guarantee. Guys, that's the reality of today's life. We don't know what tomorrow holds. So how about instead of worrying about tomorrow or a five-year plan or ten-year plan, we start making the most of just every day. The simplistic things of life. The joy that comes in just pushing a kid on a swing. And getting outdoors and getting out to the woods, right? Like, yes, that's why I came here today. Getting back to nature, getting back to exploring, getting back to simplistic, living life like a child. When was the last time you went on a trail and just looked at nature and saw God and his creation? When was the last time you woke up in the morning and just thanked God for your breath? When was the last time you just stopped? 
and sung your heart out like a little kid, just praising God. When the disciples saw what was happening, or when Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. What if God's saying that right now to us? Let the children come to me. Act like a child. Be like a child. Trusting God for who he is instead of overthinking everything. And then he goes on in this chapter, and I think it goes back to the idea of being simple-minded. Because at the end of this chapter, he talks about serving. How many of you right now would honestly say you've prayed for God's will in your life? You prayed for God to show you answers to your prayers. You've prayed during this time, God, show me what I can do. And he's truly giving you simple statements. Simplistic teaching that we can comprehend. Instead of overthinking. What if we as believers started reading scripture practically? Where scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. What if God means just that, love your neighbor as yourself? So during this time, you reach out to your neighbor, you walk across your yard, you knock on the door, and maybe you make them dinner. Maybe you pray for them. Maybe you have a neighbor right now who's struggling with fear and anxiety, and you're going, oh, Jesus is calling me simply to love on them. I'm going to go pray for them. What if right now Jesus is calling you to forgive. Forgive as Christ has forgiven you and you're going, well, Jesus, that's a little more tough to do. No, it's not. It's simple. Simplistic living. Following and trusting the scriptures. Doing what Jesus said. Not overthinking, going, Jesus, what do you have for me? He's giving us clear examples, clear stories of what he has for us. Loving. Forgiving. And now here's the one I want to hit on today. Serving. What can you do during this time? You can serve. Jesus speaks on it over and over again. Starting in verse 35 in chapter 10, Jesus says this. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. What is your request? He asked. They replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in place of honor next to you. One on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes, they replied. We are able. Let's stop right there a second. How many of us have prayed, God, I want to live your will for my life. God, I want to know what you have in store for me. God, I want to follow you. And Jesus replies, do you really know what you're asking for? Do you really know why you're asking me what you're asking? Do, are you really ready to follow the simple answer I give you? And we go, oh, yes, Jesus, I'm ready. Oh, yes, Jesus, I'm willing to go. Oh, yes. I, oh, wait, Jesus, you said go to a different country. Oh, you said to give. Oh, you said, for, uh, yeah, I'm not ready for that. Are we ready for Jesus' answer? Let's ask ourselves that before we get into this next part. Because Jesus gives us the answer. Are you ready? Oh, yes, they replied, we are able. Then Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized in my baptism. 
but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. And then he goes on to say this. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lordy over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. So church right now, among you, it will be different. Remember that. Among you, it will be different. God is calling you during this time to something different. Among you, right now. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave of everyone else. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. Simplistic. What is God calling you to? If we're following his example, he's calling us as a church to serve. To place others in front of ourselves. To humble ourselves. To see others' needs in front of our own. It's crazy because we've seen this more in the last few months than we probably ever have in Johnstown because of doing the food trucks. People volunteering, coming out to serve during this time, wanting to live out the church. I truly believe the need has been in the Johnstown area for years, but the virus has just opened our eyes to it. The need for food, the need for compassion, the need for prayer, the need to see others has been there. Our eyes are just now being opened. And Jesus is calling us to serve. The beautiful thing of serving when we're doing the food trucks is we have over 100 volunteers there. And every single one of those people who are helping are needed. We have 10-year-olds up to 80-year-olds passing boxes. Over 100 volunteers, every single one of them are needed to make it count, to make it worthwhile, to make it work. The incredible thing, we have Baptists, we have Methodists, we have Brethren, we have Catholics, all coming together as one. Because in that moment, we're not thinking about the virus, we're not thinking about race, we're not thinking about our denomination. We're thinking about showing others Jesus, serving others, being this example to others. Not one person there that day is better than the next. As 1 Corinthians talks about, we are all parts of one body. 1 Corinthians 12 says, the hand is no better than the foot. We are all there serving as one body, the body of Christ. And it's an incredible thing to watch. Do you know what it comes back to? Simple-minded living, knowing that God has called us to serve. To serve. Are we ready to be the church Jesus is calling us to? Are we ready to get our hands dirty? Are we ready to pray that God would open our eyes to our neighbors, to those around us who are in need? Are we ready as a church to think beyond Richland, beyond our community? Because that's what Jesus is saying to his disciples right here. Are you ready? Are you ready to see the world around you as I see it? I love that line. In verse 38, when Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking for. Church, I believe that as we pray that God would use us, our eyes are going to be open to things we never saw before. He's going to call us to do things differently 
than we've done before. As we're seeing during this virus, we're having to switch up the way we do service to think outside the Sunday morning box and to be simple-minded like children. I'll never forget having conversations with Eli and, and Silas. And, you know, they ask simple-minded questions. Daddy, why should we do that? Daddy, what does this mean? Daddy, why is... Oh, okay. You know, I give them an answer, and it just clicks. It makes sense. Like, oh, okay. And they just go along with doing it. Oh, okay. Simple-minded. Simple thinking. And it's incredible because it makes you realize as an adult how much we overthink things. As kids, they're just like, oh, okay, daddy said it, I'll do it. What if we had that mindset with God? Okay, God said it, all right, I'll do it. Not overthinking. Not questioning. Not debating or waiting or going, God, I don't know about that answer. God, I'm not, God let me think about that one for a while. What if we just heard God's voice and we did it? What if we start becoming a church where if God lays someone on our heart to pray for, we just reach out to them and pray in that moment? Instead of thinking, well, God, was that really you? If God lays someone on your heart, pray for them. God prompts you, God calls you to do something, do it. Will we have all the answers? Will we know exactly how to do it at times? Absolutely not. But let's become a church to become simple-minded again. Allowing the children to come and be an example. Oh, that's how they do it? Okay. And let's live gratefully like little children. Let's get back to nature. Let's get back to the simplistic worship of going, God gave me breath each day. Let's learn to be a church that worships just because of God, who God is. Simplistically. Let's get back to learning what it means to serve to follow him. This is for each and every one of you. Let me finish with this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body. Every single one of you are watching this are part of that one body. This isn't a message just for Doug or for Ben or for myself or the church leadership to serve. This is for you. Because you are going to reach people that we will never reach. You will meet people in your work that we'll never encounter. There's people around the world watching this right now that we'll never encounter, we'll never get to. But you're part of this one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit. And then down... To verse 18, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Every single one of you, whether you're a tech guy, a sound guy, a janitor, a worship leader, a speaker, a prayer warrior, every single one of you, God has put there for a reason to be part of the body. We don't need just all speakers in the church or all worship leaders or all tech guys. We need every part of the body to work together. And that includes you. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you are part of it. Will you play your role in today's church? 
Will you seek God and ask him simplistically, God, give me faith like a child so I could see your scripture practically, simplistically. And when you say to do something, God, allow me to say, okay, okay, I'll do it. Allow us to be the church, Lord God, that lives with faith like a child. Drawing near to you to hear your voice, to hear you speak. God, we cry out to you now. We praise you and we thank you that you do give practical instructions, practical guidance. I think about the disciples who literally just followed you day after day and they just saw you do things. They would ask how, what it meant, and I believe we can ask those same questions, but we're also called just to follow your example. When you sent them out to gather up the bread and the fish, you didn't tell them how it was going to work. You just simply said to gather food. When you called Peter on the water, you just simply said, come on. And he went. He didn't ask for details. He just followed. And it reminds me of a little kid. It reminds me of Eli Silas just following along to Lindsay and I's voice. And I pray right now we as a church will get back to that. To hear your voice and follow along. But let it be your voice we're hearing. And God, I thank you for the example you gave in serving. I pray right now we would learn to serve like you did. So God, we cry out to you now. And I pray right now, just over this week, we would have a simple trust in you. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks, guys. I'd love to hear your stories of how God works during his time. Simplistic living, getting back to the simple basics of scripture, and trusting him for who he is. All right, guys, later.